Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. I'm recording this a week into this, wow, this global shutdown where the majority of the world is living 24-7 more or less inside their homes through this healthy social isolation, which, you know, for all we know, could go on for for months as the world's just battling the spread of, of COVID-19. And in that context, I'm like super excited to have today's guest. Um like really, what what are the impacts to ourselves and the connections in our lives to our our businesses? You know, what what do we need to be doing right now in order to like boost our spirits and avoid kind of spiraling down into to lonely isolation? So my guest today, Pablo Gonzalez, he's obsessed with human, human connection, and he's used his expertise to manage a hundred twenty person, fifteen million dollar construction business at the young age of twenty five. He spent a lot of time building various young professional groups for charities. And he's also been named a Latino leader of the future by Latino Leaders Magazine. And he's also been a top 20 under 40 for Raquel Magazine. So he's now a professional speaker and a founder and chief executive connector at Connect with Pablo, which is a content marketing and community creation agency. And his focus really is just to show you how community creation really is the future of business development. But more than anything, He's just dying to be your friend, and I'm glad he's my friend. So welcome, Pablo Gonzalez, to the show. Jerry, thank you for having me, my friend. I am uh, honored that you are sharing your stage with me and sharing your audience. And as you know, I desperately want to be friends with all of them. And I really, I think the best way to do that is to give as much value to people's lives as possible, man. So that's, that's what I'm here to do, buddy. Awesome. I am, I'm so glad to reconnect with you. Um, every time we've We've connected. Um, I've always gotten so much, so much value from you. You got such a such a big heart, and uh, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast as well. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, so here we are um, having this conversation. Obviously, in, in different locations, got the social isolation thing going there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a it's a whole new world right now. And um, how's it been? How's it been affecting you in this past week, which where so much has changed? You know, I've been really fortunate, Jerry. I was just telling you a little while ago that just last week I pulled off my first ever live three-day business retreat mastermind. So I was in this wonderful little bubble in the mountains of North Carolina with six unbelievable people as the world was kind of like coming to this global freak out for this pandemic. And since coming back, I feel really, really blessed that Two years ago, I transitioned into a very online-based business and I learned the world of online content creation and, and, and I've pivoted my community creation message from an in-person thing to a very scalable online thing. And since coming back, I've just kind of been 
head down, implementing the stuff that I wanted to take out of my, my business retreat and trying to move forward in a way that's going to help the most people possible. And, uh, you know, it helps that I live in uh, Northeast Florida, a little beach town with, uh, that's had pretty good surf the past couple of days. So <laughs> I'm feeling happy, healthy, and, uh, I even get a little bit of a tan right now, man. So I honestly, I, I empathize with what the world is going through and I'm, I'm trying to reframe this in the most positive lens possible. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just grateful for, for everything, everything that I have right now. And, and I'm hoping that this short-term thing is something that we can all really take major lessons from. This is the first time we're really facing something that is affecting the entire globe in an unprecedented way, akin only to an alien invasion, or if you don't mind me saying to global warming, which I think we all need to start figuring out how we can all work together to solve these kinds of problems because they're only going to increase. Yeah, I, I, I love your energy and I love your tan too. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, we can choose so many things to focus our time on right now, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm like you. It's 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 kind of like this is showing up. So so what's what's possible? You know what's what's what can be created that that wouldn't have happened if this wasn't going on right now? You know, and and I love what you're saying about you know a lot of ways it can be like a wake up call. And and as we're facing something together, you know, what are the what are the opportunities to yeah just have that that work together mindset, even though. In a lot of ways, we are kind of separated, right? In, in the totally, man. Sense. Yeah. Totally, man. And and yeah, like it's it's what you said, right? I I truly believe. I know this is like online motivator jargon, but every problem is an opportunity, man. And 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 to put it another way, based on very recent past lessons that I've learned, as I've shared my ups and downs with you on this entrepreneurial journey, I've realized that if you keep your eyes open during the darkest moments. You learn to see in the dark in places that before you thought there was no light. So I try to hold on to that. And when I'm going through the hardest stuff, when I'm going through anything, it, there's just always a lesson to be learned. There's always something new to be gleaned from every obstacle that life throws your way. And if we are all in this one obstacle together, then there's really something to be learned as a whole here, as a group, as a, as a civilization, as a global community, or as smaller communities around you. And I'm just looking for that piece, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in, in our in our current environment that we're in right now, what what are some of those ways that uh, you're able to kind of look and and connect for those of us who are you know trying to figure that out for ourselves? Um, what are some of your your thoughts on on how to stay engaged, stay connected in in today's environment? I'm glad you asked, buddy. As you know, I've been super obsessed with human connection, building relationships. That makes me a fanatical networker. It makes me a serial networking event attendee, a serial conference attendee. <laughs> and what I've realized in the past, and I, I, I guess it's really only been since maybe August when I've been taking online content more seriously for the past couple of years and, and the strategy behind it. And it wasn't until last August that I really started putting out some videos that were really, really well produced. And seeing the incremental increase of attention on platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, and Instagram, that I started really considering online content like networking on steroids, right? Like it's the way to really scale your ability to create relationships with people. So that being said, if we're going to have to socially distance, 
I don't think there is a better time in the history of man to start investing in understanding how to communicate online for people to really, I know that there is a, a certain apprehension for it that is both generational, but also kind of like internal self-talk, right? Like I, I see it in, in younger people too of, well, I'm not online. That's just not for me. I'm doing all this other stuff. Like I don't need to toot my own horn. But the reality of it is that we are going through this once in a lifetime kind of shift in modus of communication that has happened a couple of times in history, right? Like I, I, I think that the movement to communication online and the, the, the destruction of gatekeepers of what your voice can be amplified to is akin to the invention of the printing press, the invention of radio, the invention of the telephone, the invention of television, where all these people, you know, before the printing press, the greatest influencers and the greatest communicators were people that were just really skilled public speakers, right? And you can gather a crowd of what, maybe like 50, 100 people around uh, whenever the printing press was invented. And in, in, in those days, I can't believe I, my fifth grade social studies teacher is mad at me right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it was Johann Gutenberg, right? He's the guy that invented it. Yeah, All right, man, it's, you know, that. yeah at, that point, at that point, an orator that could speak to 200 people was probably the most influential person that anybody knew. When the printing press became invented, then it was the greatest author, right? Because all of a sudden you can produce written word at scale. When the telephone got invented, then telephone marketers and people that could talk to you via telephone were the most valuable people. When the radio was invented, the most valuable people were radio personalities. And then when TV came around, all those radio personalities are like, ah, TV's a fad. I'm just going to stick to radio. And they didn't pivot to television, right? So then all of a sudden, television became the medium. And nowadays, we're going through the same exact thing, right? Like everything, every, every, everything that you could do through a television network, every single person in the world has the ability to do right now through social media. So, yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's a, social media has certainly been you know, around for a while. And you, know, they got, you, know, they got, you know, they got the, the people who seem to do it 24-7, like you know, Gary Vee and whatnot, has been, been hustling that for, for years. And um, yeah, I mean, we, anyone who's been online, you know, it's been, been told that so many times, right? Um, and some do it, some don't, and some do it in ways. I guess yeah. what I'm, what I'm kind of curious about, you know, like, like I'm noticing right now, like, because, you know, people don't have access to a lot of things they normally do, right? Like I go on YouTube and I see like guys who are normally like doing weightlifting stuff in the gym. They're like creating content for people to do at home, you know, like, uh, with like a broomstick or, you know, like, I guess what I'm kind of curious about in, in, in today's context, um, when it comes to content creation, um, like, what are your thoughts on, like, where that's shifting? What are the opportunities? Um, you know, if someone wanted to create and start focusing on creating more content, um, where should they be focusing? Yeah. Thank you for reframing that for me, right? Because I was kind of going down a rabbit hole there. I think people weren't doing it because they didn't see themselves as an influencer. They didn't see themselves as somebody that should have a television show, right? But what you got to think about it is just, this is the way that 12 and 14 year olds communicate today, right? So in 20 years, the people in the middle of the workforce are going to be very skilled at communicating like this. And if you're not already focusing on how you make your own content, you are going to have a communication gap happening that is only increasing. So I think today, the focus is, how can I understand how to communicate one-to-one -one online? If I've never used Zoom before, if I've never uh, chatted with people on Facebook, if I've never been part of a Facebook group, if, I, if, if I've never 
DM'd people before, this is going to force you to do that because now we can't just like go and hang out with somebody at the coffee shop or whatever. Yeah, so, totally. You know, I, I would say, and, and, and I say this about content in general, right? Like what works in content, what works online is the same thing that works person to person. That's why my transition from being obsessed with networking to being obsessed with content has been so seamless. You need to, the, at the very basic level of human connection, there is the intersection of two people that either share a vulnerability and can support each other, or one person can add value to the other person's life. And if you think about this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, that is, in my journeys, every man I meet is in some way my superior, and in that I can learn from him. It means mm. that every single person that you can interact with has lived a different life than you. Therefore, they have found some kind of conclusion or they know some kind of knowledge or they've had some kind of experience that you haven't had and you can learn from, right? So to me, the focus on, on content and how to make content is no different than the focus on how to start a conversation with somebody and how to create a bond, which is number one, understand what value you have to offer to the world, right? Like understand what that one thing is or that group of things is that you think about all the time, whether it's how to communicate, or whether it's, man, what's the best school district in Ontario, right? But like you, everybody has some kind of like little tidbit of something that they've thought about because of the way that their life has sent and just be ready to offer that to anybody that needs it, right? Or anybody that knows somebody that needs it. And then when you are talking to people, make it about them, not about you, right? Like always be seeking what that person, always be trying to understand what that person is seeking and be focused on how you can connect those dots for them, either through your own experience or through the experience of somebody that you know that may be helpful to them. And that's it, man. I, I think that's the key to all of it. Awesome. Yeah. So really, it's, it doesn't have to be that complicated, right? It's, it just, it's just really in a lot of ways, it's, it's just getting comfortable with just sharing what you're about, what you're passionate about, what you care about, the difference you want to make in the world, and uh, just kind of get over those limiting beliefs you have that got nothing to offer because because really we all do and and i think right now especially um like you said there's never been a better time you know um it's it's the primary way to to have any kind of interaction anymore um even you want to chat with uh grandma right great chance to uh teach her zoom and 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 you as well you know just to keep those connections going actually that kind of that's a good maybe a good segue into um another topic we want to talk a little bit about is just um you know, in, in this world right now where we are so, so isolated, um, there's really a, never been an important time to really make sure that we are looked after, right? And, and, and part of that is that, that, that connection, which you're so passionate about. Um, how, do, how do we keep, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, share the content and, and you know, make those connections that way. Um, what, what, else, what else can we do to um, you know, maintain those relationships that matter so much to us, right? Or, or the people in our community who, you know, perhaps are now more isolated than ever. Um, how, do we, how do we support them in this kind of environment? You know, I, I, I think supporting people is... Just take a proactive approach to it, man. You know, I, like the, the, the best thing that you can do to, to support anybody is to listen to them, right? Like, it, like you're just talking about being okay with putting your value out there. While you are, if that is what you're struggling with, the, the greatest value you can offer to somebody is to listen to them, right? To me, communication is 90, 95% listening. Like everybody talks about how Gary Vee is the greatest communicator in the world. I agree. 
but I think it's because he's the greatest listener in the world, right? Like he has, he is not just putting out content at scale. He is also listening across every single platform at scale to everybody that's complaining about anything. And this, and he's got so many data points that he's then able to create such valuable content that people that people care about. So, you know, I think I think the greatest value you can do is to reach out, you know, to 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 connect to people and say, hey man, I'm going through I'm going through hard times too. You know, like this is what I'm doing, right? Like vulnerability is a really, really quick key to connection. If you share a similar vulnerability with anybody, it's an easy way to get in, right? Like if I, anytime I talk to anybody who has lost his brother, I immediately feel connected to that person, right? Army veterans feel connected to army veterans. People from baby boomers feel connected to other baby boomers because they've all shared the same experiences. And that is a, a, a really quick thing that ties you. And that's something that I learned through Brene Brown, who's done a lot of research on this stuff uh, about the vulnerability leading to connection. So if you are having a hard time understanding what your value is, and, and you're trying to figure out a way to be valuable to people, the, the, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit you can do is just reach out and ask somebody if there is anything that they can be helped with, if there's anything that they're going through that, that, that maybe you can listen to and kind of work through for them. Yeah. Yeah, just start with just start with service, just being there for them. For sure, man. Human beings are happiest when they're in service, man. It's it's been proven by science, for real. For sure. Um, yeah. So, kind of bringing that together with with kind of the, the entrepreneur side of things, um, what opportunities do you see right now? Perhaps that that weren't. I mean, obviously, you know, creating. You talked talked about you know creating content and how how valuable that is. Do you also see? Um, I guess it's not as easy perhaps to, to stay connected. Um, do you see perhaps some, some, some new business opportunities out there um, that are around connection and um, helping people kind of thrive in this kind of socially distant world? I mean, I, you know me, man, my, my, my core belief and the mission that I'm out to prove is that community creation is the future of business development. So all that being said, right now, when people are craving the most amount of community, I think throwing your hat in the ring and seeing how you can rally people together and how you can bring people together is a huge opportunity. So I, I don't know, man. I think that this is, I think this coronavirus thing is a short term scenario, but I think it's going to be a really nice window into the need for all this stuff. Right. So uh, as long as you're out there iterating, I think you're going to be doing well. The, the biggest mistake you can make right now is just to disappear. Right. So the opportunity, uh, you know, as you ask it, is the, is, is, is the fact that right now, nobody's going to judge you for trying to pull this stuff off, right? So like if you're somebody that, that wants to connect, that wants to be better at it, that wants to serve, serve somebody in that way, I'll tell you, man, as somebody that's always touting that message, I get a lot of positive responses, but I get a lot of funny looks too, right? Um, I think the opportunity right now is the lack of judgment that's going to be out there for anybody that's well-intended trying to figure out some way to make stuff better. So take your shot, right? Like go, go after your most altruistic passion that you can do right now and just throw it out there. Cause there's never been a more judgment free zone than there is right now online based on the fact that everybody's freaking out. Yeah. I, I think you really touched on something really important too, is, is there's a lot of different ways you can approach this. And, um, you know, what you said just about focusing on, on altruism and, and, and service, right? It's, it's, it's easy to, it's perhaps easier tempting for, you know, for businesses to kind of play on those fears, right? To, to, to amp those up and get people to act out of, 
a place of fear, right? But I think I think there's a real risk in that. Um, like that's that's a, a gamble that's not going to pay off in the long term. Um, I think people people are really sensitive to that. They don't want to they don't want to be poked, and they, they they want support right now. And I imagine um, you're probably noticing that in terms of you know where to be focusing on on your content, right? Yeah, totally, man. And and I'm and I'm noticing it for my customers too, right? Like yesterday, I have my biggest customers, this like $450 million real estate investment fund. And fortunate for them and fortunate for me, they hired me three months ago to create one of these online communities for them, right? And and we've what we've created for them is essentially a TV show, right? Like we do a once a month, we sit down and we interview four people that we turn into a half an hour question and answer show that revolves around their clients' businesses people in Jacksonville and leadership in Jacksonville, because this is a turnkey rental income um, real estate fund. So they're investing in rental turnkey properties in Jacksonville. They're called JWB. And their leadership, and then also the founder that brought this thing on, right? So we're creating these pillars of content around, number one, that everybody in their organization is, is, is teaching people what they're doing. So they're totally, totally transparent. And you get to see exactly the inner workings of how everybody thinks. Um, you get to see the inner workings of the city of Jacksonville and where it's going. And we're making content around that by interviewing leaders in the community and talking about the, how the economy is doing well. And we're creating content around their clientele and their businesses themselves, right? So like everybody is a brilliant person. So if you've seen this content, then you think that, okay, well, I belong in this group, right? Now during this... And then we, we, play, the, we play the episodes once a week inside the Facebook group and we host a live Q&A. Now with the coronavirus, you know, we were getting 15, 20 people on each call to just pick the brain of the CEO of, of the founder of this company that I host the Q&A with and like talk about the episode because we're having some, you know, locally famous people on there and, and, and business leaders that people want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, with the coronavirus happening, we had like 80 people on the call. Wow. And the founder of the company got a chance to just be there show face, answer every question about, hey, how is this going to affect short-term uh, cash flow for the rental communities? How is pricing for homes going up or down based on what is happening? What is the contingency plan if your tenants don't want to pay or can't pay? What are you doing about keeping services up and down? And the best thing that he... I mean, he, he knocked it out of the park because he just sat there, was 100% honest about everything going on, right? When people would ask him, what is the plan if all of a sudden all the tenants can't pay rent in our properties? He just sat there, showed face and said, to tell you the truth, I don't have a plan for that. But what we can tell you is we manage hundreds and hundreds of properties. So we're seeing all these different data points and we're going to create individualized plans for every single person based on the knowledge of the whole market and what you're doing. And, and that just went such a long way for people. We got comment after comment saying, man, this authenticity is refreshing. Wow, this is so cool that you are taking your time to interface and show face, right? Like you see true leadership during moments of crisis, not when stuff is going well. And if you're not showing face, I've, I've, I've worked in companies where when things are going hard, leadership disappears, right? They just kind of like pull to the background. They don't want to talk to you because everybody's asking them who's getting laid off. This guy just sat there for 50 minutes answering every question about potential layoffs, about uh, you know cash flow not working out for their clients. And the brand equity that he was able to build with his clientele by showing up, being honest, giving good advice. He's also a smart dude, right? He gave great perspective on the difference between the last economic crisis and this economic crisis, right? In the sense that the last one was caused by real estate. So that was a 
systemic crisis, while this is an external factor and it's probably going to be short term. And at the end of the day, the value of your of your home that you've invested in is probably going down. Is probably not going to go down, but if it does, it's going to go down way less in the stock market. So you got to put your money somewhere, you know. Right. But, yeah. Everything honestly, man. So so providing providing that interaction point for people, um, whether it's your family, whether it's your customers, whether it's your network, just just having somebody to come and show up and and talk to you honestly is a huge huge value add during this time of crisis. So just be that guy, right? Like be that person that that shows up when times are tough. And right now, I think the greatest currency in the world is authenticity. So you're able to do that, man. There's no filter that needs to be passed through it. Just show up to yourself and you're going to add value to people. Yeah, that's, that's so powerful. That's, I appreciate sharing that, that example. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, more than ever, um, there's an opportunity and a need for leadership at, at all levels, whether it's, as you said, in your family, in your business environment and, and those who show up and, and show that authenticity, um, not only providing great value, but you know, um, it's, it's just great, great for business at, at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in leadership vacuum, this is your shot. hundred percent. Right. That's simple. So, so for, for everyone listening out there, I mean, we've heard a ton of things around, you know, just the power of authenticity and vulnerability. Um, like, just get out there, right? Um, you know, there's no point in there's no point in in holding back. So, um, where would you suggest people um, get started first? You know, if you've never done anything like this, I think the easiest thing is to reach out to somebody that you normally have good conversations with and record it. It's a lot easier to talk to a friendly face like yours, Jerry. Than it is for me to turn, and I'm good at this, right? It's a lot easier to have this conversation with you than for me to just turn my phone on and speak to it. It it just makes it way more natural. So if you want some practice at like, how do you get your value out there? Call your best friend, record the call on Zoom, and talk about that stuff that you guys are always scheming on and talking about. This is what the world needs. And then take your favorite piece of it, publish it on LinkedIn, and tag your friend on it. I guarantee you it's going to outperform your expectations. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that sounds like such a great simple thing and fun, and fun, right? Yeah, cool. Um, well, Pablo, this has been this has been amazing. Um, I really I've enjoyed talking with you and, and just got a ton of ton of values. Right? Any, anything? Any kind of final thoughts you want to share with, with everyone as we're wrapping up? Yeah, man. I uh, I wanted to touch on a subject that I find that I've been intuitively very interested in for the last ten years, and that's inter- intergenerational relationships. And I've been in really into it ever since I got involved in the nonprofit days. And as the young guy on a board of a nonprofit, I'm usually the youngest guy by like 20 years. (laughs) And I started getting a lot of value out of the idea of having friends that are 20 years older than me. And now that I'm 39, I can also have friends that are 20 years younger than me and that they're real, you know, they're adults. But it really hit home when I read this. You're familiar with Robert Greene, the guy that wrote the laws of power and stuff like that? No, no, not, but sounds like I should be. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's awesome, man. And um, he wrote this book called The um, The Laws of Human Nature. It's about 19 different laws of things that just basically humans have been doing for the last 19 years and not 19 years for the past eternity (laughs) and and, and how it all correlates. And the penultimate chapter in that book is called The Law of Generational Myopia. And it talks about this whole how every single generation thinks the next generation is weak. Right. Like that's the most human thing ever. And he's got quotes from like Socrates talking about how like 
these young, these young Greeks are, 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 are just on their phone all the time. No, I'm just kidding. But it's the same thing that we're saying, right? Like it's, a, it's that same distancing. And in it, he talks about this theory that was espoused by a, I think it was like a, an 11th century Islamic scholar that talks about how human nature evolves in these four cycles that correspond to four generations. The first generation, and you know, it's, it, it, it's a loop, right? So, so it goes in whatever order you want. But for the, for the sake of this, the first generation is the revolutionary generation. When the world is in chaos, these leaders like the George Washingtons of the world, the Simon Bolivares of the world, and, and, and people of that sort show up to create a new world order, lead a generation through like a big struggle, and, and, and create a new way of living. The generation that comes right after that is so tied to that struggle that all they think about is, okay, how can we create these social norms so we can all get along? And, and they look for homeostasis. The generation after that is now so removed from that struggle and so used to that homeostasis that they think, eh, what's the, you know, what, uh, what if I just get mine over here and get mine over there, right? So it becomes a much more materialistic, individualistic generation. And as that evolves, the next generation looks at a world and says, oh my God, we're in total chaos. We need a revolution. Everything is burning down around us. And it leads to the revolutionary generation. Huh. I think it's pretty clear to me, even before this coronavirus thing, just the political climate around the world and everything that's going on, it's pretty clear to me that we are on the cusp of going from generation, the world is in chaos, to generation revolution. And if you look historically, right, it just keeps happening. And all that's happening is that the set of rules have changed around us. And to me, that set of rules is communication through the internet, right? So like now that, now that there's no more gatekeepers, we need to figure out how Russia can't like manipulate an election in the US and how, you know, somebody that has a platform, you know, can't, can't cause great harm around it or, or whatever, right? Or how much idiots are able to communicate in mass. But that being said, we've been through this before, right? Like we've been from chaos to order before, right? Like if you look at the political situation in the United States, Right now, you can draw a lot of similarities to the Nixon era, to you know, post-Vietnam War, all that stuff. And before that, it's World War II and all these different things. So if you can create these intergenerational bonds and communicate with people that have lived through this before, then we can save a whole bunch of suffering. Because if we're going to continue these cycles, we're going to continue to reinvent, right? We do need to create a new world order based on the fact that everybody has access to everybody now. And how do we communicate in mass? And how the internet as the uh, aggregate social consciousness is, is, going to be, is going to be shaped and, and, and what the boundaries are around it. But it doesn't mean we have to burn it to the ground. It doesn't mean that we have to start from zero. We can continue to build on these lessons of past revolutions and past generations that have gone through this and save ourselves a whole bunch of pain. So if you can lean into these intergenerational relationships with people older than you and people younger than you, then you can provide that linking point so that we don't have to burn it to the ground. We can just build instead of having to just really go through mass pain and go through major revolution. Wow. There's a call to action right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what are some ways that you, you see that um, people can do that more easily, more naturally? I mean, the easiest thing is reach out to your grandparents, man. Like, so, you know, like <laughs> if they're around, reach out to your grandparents and sit down and have a conversation with them. I think the other thing is, your parents, friends, any, any, anybody that you have access to that you know is much older than you, don't look at him as like someone so different, right? Like that was the major profound thing when I started sitting in these nonprofit boards as like the youngest person by 25 years. It's the idea that I could talk to a 70-year-old guy 
and not have it be like, oh, yes, sir. No, sir. It's just like, hey, man, how's business? How's your life? Like, what, what's going on with you? What are you struggling with? What can I help you do? You know, and, 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 and then, hey, man, this is going on in my life. What would you have done back then? And there's going to be some things that, that don't contextualize well to how the world operates these days, probably beliefs around religion or beliefs around uh, different things that are, that are you know, racially, socially charged, politically charged. But you can, you can eat the meat and spit out the bone, right? Like there is some, there's some real truths of how people see the world um, that have lived through the last 60, 65 years, 70 years that you can really internalize and then apply under the same friends of, lens of, of how we see the world today. So the key is reaching out. Just figure out who the oldest person that you have that you can reach out to. I mean, right now, you know, you can't go over to their house, right? I would say go visit an old folks home and just sit down and, and start talking to people because they need company, right? But just figure out who the oldest person is that you can connect to, that you can send a Facebook message to, that you can DM or send an email to and say, hey, let's hop on a call. I'd love to just pick your brain, keep you some company. Let's, uh, let's do this, right? Because right now they are the ones that are most vulnerable to this pandemic, right? So they're the ones most socially isolated. So if you really want to build some intergenerational relationships and you want to lead with value, right now is your time. Reach out to old people, get on the phone with them, provide them some company, teach them how to use Zoom so you can communicate and make it happen. Tell them, tell them to tell their friends and then have them get on the call with you. I mean, this is a golden opportunity right now to help the generation above us and extract that value that you can use to lead going forward. Yeah, well, yeah as you were talking, what was really kind of coming clear in my mind is... is what if we could get some, some of the, the older generation sharing those messages online, right? Like kind of taking what you know about, about content, about making it happen and helping them to share their stories, right? Yep. Their, their, their views so that they're not only impacting you, but you're impacting tens of thousands, you know, even, even millions of people. It's their time too, man. And, and there's the opportunity for, for, for us to help, help them share their stories. And, yeah, man, and, if you don't get that down, it's lost, right? Yeah. Like, I look at, like I look at my dad who is one of the... You know, he's, he's a Cuban that came over in, in the first wave of the Cuban revolution. Those stories, I mean, people, people don't know those stories. They don't know, now that Cuba is being completely glamorized for this place with medicine and whatever, people don't understand the stories of a whole generation of people that left all in one moment, put their six-year-old kids on a plane and sent them to, without their parents, to New York. This is, there, there was 30,000 kids that were put on planes and sent to New York. It's called the Peter Pan generation, right? Like they just left without their parents because their parents were worried about their future and were to be raised by strangers because of the political situation. The lessons that those people know that have, that have been through that, that have been through that adversity, that have conquered, you know, complete immigration without knowing a language, showing up to a foreign land without your family and persevering, the people that have come out of that have some real lessons to tell. And they are all like, my dad's 74, man. And he's, one of the, and he's one of the youngest of that generation. So it's like, all those people are dying and there's so many lessons to be learned. So figure out, you know, figure out how to, or, 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 or World War II vets that I've seen this thing, man. You know, like there is, there is so much to be learned from the struggles that these people went through at a young age that are very applicable to your life. And those lessons are going to die with them if, if, if they don't get online and don't start telling that story. All right, well... I'd love to hear some more of those, those, those stories from, from your dad. So I hope, I hope uh, you get a chance to, to capture some of those. Um, hey, that's he's, a, he's on my podcast. <laughs> episode, episode nine. All right. I'll definitely catch that one after, after we're done here, man. That's, yeah. I didn't even know that of that, that, that whole historical situation being Canadian. So um, yeah, most people don't. Yeah. Wow. This has been, um, 
we've been all over the place. I mean, there's just so much, there's just so much around the power of connection. We've explored that in so many different ways around, around business, around personal, um, personal health and wellness, and just learning from our, you know, the previous generations connecting together. Pablo, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, man, you're just a wonderful human being and I, I love what you do. And, you know, you, you just, you light up with all the, everything you're doing here. We need more people whose passion is to help connect us so we can see that we have more uh, we can do together than, than what divides us. And um, yeah, just honored and pleasure to have you on the show today. I appreciate that, Jerry, man. Like I, like I said, right. I don't, I don't take, um, I don't take this lightly, the invite that you gave me to, to, to get to speak to you, to put this out there. Right. Like I, I do, I do feel that I have really tuned into that value I have to offer to the world and I want to get it out. And so I, I, I really hope that anybody listening, I, I thought for the longest time, I wondered why I kept falling up in corporate America, right? Like I really was ashamed of my, my lack of work ethic. And once I, once I flipped it and thought, you know what, it's not my work ethic that's getting me places. It's my, it's my love for others that's getting me places. And that is what my value is. And I want to put it out. It has allowed me to really just not beat myself up for my shortcoming, right? And just, and just proceed with doubling down on, on, on what I feel is really important. And if you can spend some time really figuring out where your value lies and that stuff that you really care about that you think is important for others, forget everything else, man, and just lean into that. Beautiful. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks, buddy. So for, for those of us, for everyone out there who um, love to connect with you more, right? Hear more about your journey and what you're doing to, to make that difference in the world and even for them to perhaps um, learn a little bit more about how they can find their voice in the online space um, for their business and themselves. Um, where can they find you? Well, I would love for people to check out my podcast, man. It's called the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. And it's this, right? It's my journey of people that I connect with, what I learned from them and how I've met them so that I can teach people. It's based on that quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that I said, right? Like once you, once you take this viewpoint, every networking event, every conference you're going to is like walking into a library and like people that you bring into your network, it becomes your own personal Google. So I'm, I'm walking people through that journey of, of connecting with people, where I meet them, how to meet them, the stuff that I learned from them on my podcast, Chief Executive Connector. And then you can find me on social media with Connect with Pablo. That's my Instagram handle. That's my YouTube channel where I have a series called Networking Superchargers, where I teach people how to network better and how to create better relationships for business. And my website is connectwithpablo.com. And my email address is you should at connectwithpablo.com because <laughs> I really want to connect with you. So shoot me an email of anything. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks, Pablo, again for being on the show. I appreciate it, bud. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.